Hi, I'm Rachel Dillon, and together with my husband, Marcus Dillon, we lead Who's Really the Boss podcast, where we highlight the joys and challenges of running a business with your spouse or family. Our mission is to strengthen families and businesses by helping listeners avoid the mistakes we have made so they can lead and live happily ever after. Welcome back to another episode of Who's Really the Boss podcast. Hey, thanks for having me back. So we did an episode about dropping off our oldest daughter in Switzerland um, a couple months back, and we recorded that less than a week coming off of that drop-off. We haven't really done an update since then, but now here we are almost ready to pick her back up. So let's talk through just a couple of things that have transpired over her time away, um, and then we'll start our actual episode. Uh, there's so much, right? Um, the one thing, uh, if you ever do have the opportunity to do a study abroad or your children do, great maturity um, aspect and the fact that her passport has been stamped so much more than ours has. She has been, she has visited uh, Germany multiple times, Munich, Bavaria, different stops there. Did you know Munich is in Bavaria? Bavaria is oh. a state. Well, hey, there you go. I learned that because she traveled there. Okay. Um, all throughout Italy, right? Yes. All throughout Switzerland. Well, nor- Northern Italy, Switzerland, um, Germany, she will go also to London. Paris. And she has been to Paris. Yep. Yes. So, so, so multiple stops. Um, I think, where were you going with that? No, just um, I, I think the term is immersion, you know, like where you immerse yourself in different cultures and um, that's what she's done. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I am so thankful for technology that we are able to FaceTime her. So if you are concerned about sending your child abroad, the nice thing is with Kinley, she has communicated early and often. (laughs) So she's seven hours ahead of us. So she communicates. uh, Typically, I wake up to texts or some type of messages from her. And then we are able to talk during the day as that's kind of her evening and our, you know, middle of the day. And so that has been nice. But I would say if we had it to do over again, I don't think we would send any of our children to study abroad as their very first time away from home um, or their very first semester of college. There's a lot of adjusting that just needs to happen during that time of adjusting to college, uh, the kind of requirements there, the timing there, and then adjusting being away from home. And so I probably would not suggest, and we would not do it for, we have another child, you always do better on the second, right? So we have another child coming up, wouldn't send her abroad for her very first semester of college. And I think that's our experience. Other people, other families do other things. I mean, some send their kids to military schools, you know, and boarding schools. Um, So it's just, I think we're speaking into our experience and what um, what we know to be true. And so I think that's a good update. We're looking forward to going and picking her up 
um, in the next few weeks and uh, bringing her back. And also, yeah, in between when this is being recorded and when it releases, we'll actually have had the opportunity to fly her to New York and we will meet her um, so that we are back together as a family of four for a couple of days. uh, And just that'll be a nice time for all of us to be together right after Thanksgiving and kind of get us through to the next time. Also, that's transpired over her being gone. She thinks potentially she wants to change majors and even potentially change colleges for when she comes back for the spring semester. So um, a lot of things have happened while she's been gone. Yeah, TBD on that. Um, Just because I think a lot of kids question that. I mean, I changed my major. Uh, We were still living at home, doing junior college whenever I changed my major from uh, pre-athletic training or athletic training um, to accounting Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, not being able to take the side of blood. That was a pretty good call. Um, The other piece there is you actually changed your major from (laughs) computer science to pre-physical therapy therapy, and then be a teacher. Correct. Yeah. (laughs) So um, I think there's Flexibility is key, um, just supporting the child uh, or any other person that's questioning those big life-changing things. Nobody's got it figured out. Nobody knows what they want to do coming straight out of high school or such early decisions in life. So, Yeah, absolutely. So leading us into the episode for today, what do successful people do next? So when you've faced a setback, when you've faced a disappointment, or maybe just a major revelation about current circumstances or what you think your future, you want your future to be, what do successful people do next? Yeah. So um, what you just mentioned kind of is throwing me off because I thought successful people like they just had a success. And what you explained, (laughs) you explained what a successful person overall, how they get through a difficult season, I guess, right? So we'll go straight to the end. Um, My last point of what I had kind of written out was don't quit. You keep moving forward. And so I think most successful people get back up. They pull themselves up off the mat. They get back on the horse. They do whatever that analogy is that you want to apply. But keep moving forward. Don't quit. I think if you study all the best CEOs, all the best leaders, that don't quit, two words, is time and time and time again, the the end all be all of their advice. And so I think it's just that. Um, if you are successful for a season coming out of a period where you haven't been successful, you've got to go. You've got to keep moving. You've got to go do your next thing because your chance of being successful long-term is probably greater the faster you move. I love that I caught you off guard with that (laughs) because I think really point number one would be that you celebrate. And I think even if it's a disappointment, even if it was something so unexpected, even if it's something that you didn't want that has happened, you still celebrate. You celebrate everything that went well. You celebrate everything that you experienced. You celebrate the lessons that maybe you've been taught over that time. And so I think it's so important to reflect on what worked well and celebrate that. And then also reflect on what didn't work. Where did it go wrong? Where did it change? What's different now? that 
you want something different going forward. Yeah. So celebrate was the first point, right? <laughs> Don't quit is the last. So uh, for those that are uh, taking notes, you can uh, wait for number two. But celebrate, the piece there is um, how long, if you're coming out of a disappointment, how long is reasonable until you can celebrate? Because there's the five stages, right, of anger, Grief, guilt, all that stuff. Like, I don't even know all five. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know the five stages of grief. But yeah. Um, yeah, I know that you you probably need to work through those. I think during that time, and this may be right or this may be wrong, but I think going into that reflection and going into that celebration is going to help you move through those stages of grief maybe faster. So it definitely depends on what you, what exactly it is that you're working through. But I think it's um, such a special gift to have people around you that can help you to celebrate or that you can be that person for someone else to help them think about celebrating when it doesn't feel like a time that there should be celebration. Yeah. Um, the main thing with celebrate, and maybe it's to the point where it's not, you know, streamers and party hats or anything like that. Um, we had a, a leader transition from DBA here in Q4. And part of it is um, you celebrate the person. You celebrate everything they meant while they were in their career at DBA or, or our experience. And so um, with that celebration, you also look ahead for both parties. Both parties are going to keep moving forward, but just not together. And that's okay. Like that's part of life. So I think the other piece to celebrate is, I've said this a lot here in the last few weeks, I'm thankful that I know now versus later on down the road. Because if if you're building something that somebody doesn't see themselves in, doesn't want to be a part of, you want to know that as soon as you can so that you can identify where that person fits or how you can best serve them to move on to their next chapter. And so I think that's been a part of my celebration the last few weeks as with anything that's hard, you know, you have a team member that is a leader that moves on. And I think celebrating that exit really, really well, because you are excited for them and what their future holds. And the same thing, like just thankful and celebrating that you know now versus later, whenever something else is built. Yeah. I think also what successful people do next is they're going to get really clear on their vision, mission, values. So if we're talking about an organization, if we're talking about as a business, as a team, then we're going to revisit vision, mission, values. If we're talking about individual person, we're going to revisit our values and what are our future goals, future desires, um, you know, kind of what plan do we have for ourselves. And so I think that that's really important that we look at those and we clarify, we know what they are so that we can take the next best step. What is the next best action we can do and keep moving forward, like you said before. Yeah, and I think a lot of people would um, think about vision, mission, values as like the uh, sigh, like sigh of relief. Oh, we got to do this again. You know, like um, that's the stuff that's on 
a wall somewhere in a hallway um, that we walk by, but no one can ever recall. But I think if you refine those three things, vision, mission, and values, just to your why, and that's like your overall compass on like why you do what you do, how you get out of bed in the morning. I think successful people know what their why is, and they can repeat that to you at the drop of a hat. So if the terms vision, mission, vision, mission, and values throw you off or make you stumble, start with why. And I think that's the piece where if you can do that, you're going to be so much better off um, going forward. Yeah, absolutely. So after that, what is successful? So number two, I guess we're, we're filling in the blanks now. So number two is uh, what successful do, what successful people do next is they diversify or they evolve. And so that's the piece where very few leaders, very few entrepreneurs are continue, continue to be successful in the one line of business they started with. So as you continue to have success, success, you continue to look at what is next, what new opportunities, what additional businesses could be bolted on, what opportunities exist. And so I think those are the pieces where the evolution of any one person is kind of what defines success in my mind. And I know speaking for me personally, like I continue to evolve on how um, hopefully I am as a human, you know, all the different aspects of life, uh, whether it's uh, a father, a husband, a leader in our businesses. I think those are the pieces that the evolution of where I started versus where I'm at today or where I'm going are hopefully evident. And you can see that. And that's how you measure success is where you started versus where you're at or where you're going. Yeah. And I think that fits in both applications. So whether we're talking about something that has felt like a setback or a disappointment, that works to evolve and to diversify. I think it also works when you've had a successful event, whereas maybe you've worked yourself out of a job at your current business and now you're feeling a little bit bored or you've made something so good that now it takes less of your time and you have additional capacity to do something else. So that's where I think the diversify comes really comes in. Well, what else can you do? What does this, no matter if it's from a positive place or a negative place, what does this make possible? I think that's such a great question to ask all the time. What does this make possible? Okay, for Kinley, you've decided you don't want to pursue a business degree. What does this make possible? What could you, what could you do? What do you want to do going forward? Um, which, interestingly enough, <laughs> um, she is looking at a fashion design <laughs> degree, which so much more aligns with the talents she's been given and the interests that she's wired, uniquely wired with. And so, um, you know, between her baking and her fashion, while business is still relevant and will likely be a minor, you know, that's just not the place that she could see herself for the next four years spending the majority of her time if it didn't incorporate the things that she actually loves and what she wants to do for the all of the years after she graduates. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about that because she's continued to bake while she's in Switzerland, but she hasn't had the opportunity to sew or be creative with fashion. So is it that piece, which is missing, she's seeking out right now, 
hopefully it's not a short term. <laughs> hopefully it's not a short term. It yeah. is something that she has been interested in for a while. I just think that she, and rightfully so maybe, doesn't understand exactly how she would make a living off of that. So I'm thankful that she's conscious of if she wants to support herself independently, she has to have income. And where will that income come from? So I appreciate that about her. But I think what she found out really quickly is that the things that bring her joy, when they're taken away, money is kind of irrelevant. That The money doesn't fill the void of those things that are actually important to her and actually bring her joy. Yeah, and it's better to figure that out at 18 versus 48. Absolutely. And so Absolutely. I think that's um, that, that's something that hopefully a lot of people can connect with. Um, and that's where like our profession, uh, for example, doesn't have much joy. Um, you can make great money, but at what cost? And so so successful people, um, you know, celebrate, diversify or evolve. And then the other, the other piece to kind of touch on diversify, if you're looking at just a business, like because we have friends that have sold parts of their business, their whole business, they are not taking those funds and going buying the same exact business. Right. You know, so I think that's the other piece where you they're kind of hedging themselves, maybe they're still invested in their business to a certain extent, but they're going in and diversifying. They're going into different markets, they're kind of doing some passive investing and these are truly successful people by all accounts of the world and um, even personally, you know, and so where that's the piece where diversify is key on the other side of success or failure. I think that's the other piece. Um, The last point, which we've already touched on, don't quit. And so I think, I don't know how that applies in this conversation with Kinley because um, it's not that she's quitting school today or that she's quitting moving forward, even if that does mean putting school on pause or what school looks like to go pursue starting a business. And um, any other aspects from a don't quit perspective that you want to kind of weave in to this conversation? I think for sure, um, as much as we've actually told her, and maybe maybe this is why she she's not quitting, um, but she could come home for a semester. She could do online school. She could do community college. But instead of quitting and just being, she's very homesick is part of it, but she's already applying to other opportunities to be able to focus on what she wants to do just so she's not stuck, just so she doesn't feel like I have to go to this university I said I was going to go to. I have to do this major, which we're not even sure which major she would do at that university yet. So um, the fact that she's what is she doing? She's just opening up her options of what is possible going forward. So I think that that's really important. As as long as you keep moving forward, as long as you keep moving, that means you haven't quit. That means you're still going forward. So that's how people continue to be successful. They don't shut down and, you know, hibernate. They get up and keep going and maybe they do something completely different or maybe they just take a different approach to whatever it was that they were trying to do in the first place. So we've said keep moving. What if you're actually moving in the wrong direction? Um, I think I think that will be apparent and you have to start back at number one. Okay. <laughs> what, what, did I, what did I learn from this? I do feel like people take different times 
to figure out, okay, this is not right for me. Some people learn really quickly and some people need more time to keep pursuing it before they realize this isn't the right thing for me or until it completely fizzles out. We've said before, for someone starting a business, pre-decide, decide before you start, how much cash are you willing to inject before you decide, I need to do something else, need to do a different approach, you know, shut it down, whatever it might be, and go yeah. back and do something else because essentially you could just keep putting in more cash and digging yourself a deeper hole. But if you decide at the beginning, I want to, you know, I'm willing to lose, <laughs> potentially that's the mindset you have to have. I'm willing to lose this amount and I will do whatever in my power to make it not a loss situation, but if everything goes wrong, this is the amount. And once I get to this amount, I need to stop, do something different. Maybe I can come back to it later and try it again, but I need to stop, go recoup some of that money somewhere else yeah. and then come back. So we can spin this in any positive way, right? So let's say, how much am I willing to invest in this lesson? And so invest dollar-wise in that business. You know, let's say I'm going to inject 100000 and then I'm willing to put into another 400000 to be all in at 500000 before if I run out of money, I, it's done. Um, the same probably needs to be said if you are investing time. And so what is the time frame that you're setting out? And, okay, you can't always just go back and forth, flip-flop. Um, how much time do you have to work through, grind, you know, do whatever that is? And things that you don't enjoy, that's just the rite of passage sometimes, um, especially when it comes to college. Like some people, that's four years of suck, you know, and then it, they get out and a lot of, well, your siblings, like they went to school for four years, five years, and all hate their jobs, yeah. you know? And so I think they've all changed jobs at least once, and they're not happy. They've, how many years of life have passed them by? And we see that, and we want to do something different when it comes to our kids, because one, college is expensive, yeah. and then two, like, being unhappy, like who who cares really? You know, I think that's the thing. And we know from our unique experiences, people make money all kind of different ways. Mm -hmm. And money's not what makes you happy. And I think that's the piece where some of our most successful clients, relationships were college dropouts, yeah. like built great businesses, built great lives. And who cares at the end of the day if they have a college degree? Like they are not going to apply at a traditional job just because the way that those people are wired, being as successful as they are, they would never fit in that nine to five job. Yeah. Well, this has been a great conversation. I'm glad it took you a little bit by surprise and maybe a different direction than you initially thought. Um, but I, I think the steps for successful people are relevant, whether they face setbacks or they've achieved their success. And it's literally, now what do I do? <laughs> I have achieved the highest or I have achieved the goal that I set out. What is next? And so um, I think very relevant for most listeners. Yeah. So whether you're coming off a success or a challenge, right? As long as you are defined as a successful person, you're probably going to do celebrate, 
evolve and not quit to kind of keep going down the path of what it means to be truly successful. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for leading. All right. Thanks for hanging with us to the end of another episode. Leave us a review with your thoughts, comments, and feedback on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. Join us again next week for another great conversation.